Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Bosho. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. Amen. Well, God can do what He wants to do. Back to front, front to back, right side up, upside down, whatever. Take your seat. And, uh, well, I know I may not say this, but my daughter's having a baby right now. <laughs> Unexpected. But there it is. So, uh, So, uh, you know, I'm tempted not to, I'm tempted to go to hospital. A little setback, but it all turned out positive. So, praise God. So, Akalia, I think she came earlier because I said Atalia. So, I think she wants to be called Atalia. In any case, I'm going to christen them and baptize them and I'm going to call them whatever I want to call them. So, uh, the kids choose all these weird names and then I change it in any case. I just do a bit of Jesus. No longer shall your name be. I'll just call you what I want to call you without depriving the parents because I'm not just their parent, I'm their spiritual leader. So I'll usurp my authority and tell them who they are. <laughs> I'm just playing, just playing. Okay, so I want to talk to you tonight. Um, 2022. And I want to talk about the challenges. I think everybody is aware of challenges that people are facing in our country is facing. As Christians, we have to live by different standards and we have to live on a higher level, I want to say, of faith and belief. We cannot become so contaminated by this world that we reduce God to a God that is powerless and a God who is historical. When you listen to many people, it's like, especially last year, when we fought for churches to be open and so many people were so passive and... um, It's like people just accept anything that comes their way. Well, maybe this is my lot in life. Maybe this is the hand dealt to me. But I want to remind you that God is still God. God is still all-powerful. God is still omnipotent. God is still omnipresent. And God is still a very, very personal God. And there is nothing that God cannot do. So I spoke to you this morning a little bit about God as a way maker. How many of you need God to make a way for you in some area of your life in 2022? Then I want you to give God a praise as you are trusting God for a great breakthrough in 2022. So again, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 16 to 19, thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea of difficulty, opposition, a path in, through the mighty waters, 
who brings forth the chariot and the horse, the army, the power, they shall lie down together, they shall not rise. Talking about Pharaoh pursuing Israel and God defeating them at the Red Sea. They are extinguished. They are quenched like a wick. And I'll tell you this, that your enemies are gonna come to nothing. Your opposition is going to fade away in the Name of Jesus Christ. Your enemies are gonna bow before you. This will be a year of extraordinary favour in the Name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Let me just say this, that, that, that if you were attacked greatly, it is a sign of God's great destiny for your life. The greater the attack, the greater the indication of how great God's destiny is for you. The greater the opposition. When Satan attacks you, it's because Satan is bothered by you. If Satan loses, leaves you alone, it is because he's not worried about you. But if you're a purpose of great, a person of great destiny, then you better believe that at times all hell will break loose against you. But here's the deal, God says, your enemy will come against you one way, but God Himself will drive the enemy before you seven ways. So if you went through a difficult time last year, you better know that that was a setup by God for something very, very special in 2022 in the Name of Jesus Christ, Hallelujah. So God says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. You know, I don't even wanna talk about this thing that people talk about. Let's talk about Jesus, hallelujah. Let's talk about God, hallelujah. Let's talk about the miracles of God, hallelujah. Let's talk about a future and talk about a hope, hallelujah. Can I have an Amen in the Name of Jesus Christ? God says, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? You can't go into 2022 without, a, without an optimistic spirit. You have to believe that God is in control and that God has prepared a way for you. No matter what, what you are facing, no matter how difficult, no matter how hard things have been, you have to be in a place of optimism at the start of 2022. He says, I will do a new thing. He says, I will reveal it to you. How? When you spend time in prayer, when you, when you, when you go places where, where, where people can't take you. That's why the week of fasting and prayer is so important so that you can get out of this world and you can get in the spirit dimension and you can actually see what God has planned for you so that when things happen in the natural, you're not moved by what you see because you walk by faith and you don't walk by sight. You're not moved by the opposition. You're not moved by what people do. You remember that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual weakness in high places. And you know that you have the advantage. You know that God is on your side. And if God brought you to something, God is gonna bring you through something. If God meant it for you, no devil in hell can stop what God has predestined for you. Can you have, can I have an amen in Jesus' Name? So God says, I will make a road in the wilderness and I will make rivers in the desert. So we saw this morning that God is the Waymaker. Say Waymaker. We saw that God is a miracle worker. Say miracle worker. Oh, come on, don't be masked. Don't be muted. Say God is a miracle worker. 
I'm going to talk about miracles this year. I don't believe God for miracles this year. I believe God to do extraordinary things in your life this year. You know, sometimes when, 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 when all else fails, it's a good place. Because you have to turn to God. And God will not abandon you. God will not fail you. God will not forsake you. God will deliver you. God will come through for you. So the Bible says in Malachi 3 verse 6, I am the Lord, I change not. Hebrews 13 verse 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. There's no problem that God cannot solve. Do you believe it? The mountain, it cannot move. Now we say these things and it sounds like a cliche, but it's true. There's no sickness, Jesus cannot heal. And I believe as we spend time in worship, especially in the evenings when we have more time, that we are going to have a prophetic move of God. We are going to see the Spirit of God move and the music must get ready. We are going to see God do extraordinary things. We're going to see God touch people's physical bodies. We are going to see God break uh, yokes or destroy yokes. He's going to remove burdens. We're going to see God show up CRC like He hasn't in Jesus' Name. We are going to see God show up. I said we are going to see God show up. We are going to see heaven show up in our services. We are going to see the power of God show up in our services. We are going to see the anointing show up in our services. We are going to see a move of God in our services. People are going to come from the north, the south, the east and the west. There's going to be a move of God that no devil in hell can stop in Jesus' name. That's what Satan tried to do with this whole... The Bible talks about the rulers of this world that scheme with the kings of the world. Now notice the rulers are not politicians. They're business people that control this world. That has written a script. And you know, you all need to read not just the Bible. Read the Bible mainly, but you need to be informed. You need to understand the world. You need to understand Satan's plan, the Antichrist. Um, if, you, if you go read certain things, you will see that, I don't want to talk about um, the names of organizations, but these things have been planned in the 80s. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I've been preaching 35 years. People know I'm not. But um, a hurt mentality was one of the greatest objectives of this new world order. Oh, Notice what I say, I heard mentality where you are taught to question nothing. Heard immunity. Heard mentality. Where they get you to be like robots. Well, you know, God is, we're not even robots when it comes to the Word of God. We don't even comply when we read the Bible. But somehow that this world order has got humanity just to comply without questioning. And, and nobody thinks it's weird. Nobody thinks it's normal or abnormal that we are just told and we just become a little herd 
that questions nothing while people are going to hell. So whilst I understand and I have to choose my words, (laughs) I understand the evil behind what has happened, I do not respect it. I do not respect the measures of control imposed. I do not respect the freedom that have been taken away. The freedom of choice, which not even God does. Let me just stop there because it's too early to get all guns on me. <laughs> Last year, every gun was on me because everybody else was in hiding. Now they all shout loud, but where were they last year in August? Whatever. So I say this because 2022 will pose many challenges. 2022, this world's order is not finished with trying to bring extreme control. And when this becomes more evident and increases, we should not lose our bearings. And neither should we lose our faith in God's ability to deliver us and to sustain us and to secure our future. I thank God that our president for the first time in a speech at the end of last year pushed back against this world order. Can we say amen and give the Lord a a little bit of a hand clap, okay? And there are gonna be more governments that are gonna push back And we have to pray for that. Because a lockdown is far more than a physical thing. It's a spiritual thing. Because ultimately this is a battle between light and darkness for the souls of humanity. So uh, we are believing God for the stadiums to be open. We are believing God for the spectators to go back to sport events so that we can have crusades in those very stadiums so that we can plunder hell and populate heaven in the name of Jesus. Amen. We are not conforming to the script written by evil rulers, plotters and schemers against the Lord and His Christ. I said we are not conforming to that. Our cause is superior. Our calling is just. Something worth fighting for, living for and dying for. So whilst there are those that will oppose the move of God, we have to pray like never for a move of God that will silence the enemy and the avenger for one purpose. And that is to see multitudes come into the kingdom of God. I said, for us to see multitudes come 
into the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus. Because that is the purpose of our lives, right? We saw this morning that God is a promise keeper. And I have a lot of promises. That's why I can't believe Jesus is coming back tomorrow. I've seen too many things. I believe it's very close for Jesus to come back, but I've seen too many things all over the earth that has to take place. And I'll share some of these things, which I believe that God is going to do. There's no hell, no devil, no government, no economic world leaders that meet in Davos or wherever they meet that can control and dictate. They can control the oil prices. They can control buying and selling in the world, but they are not going to control the agenda that God has for planet earth in the name of Jesus Christ. God is still God and the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ and He shall reign forever and ever and ever. And God is gonna build His mountain on the top of every other mountain and God will be glorified before the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. Even Nebuchadnezzar will have to acknowledge that there is a God in the kingdom of men. There is gonna be the greatest revival, the greatest move of God that this world has ever seen before the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we cannot become silent and we cannot become passive and we cannot become soaking Christians and we cannot conform to a hurt mentality. We have to stand as the judges of our generation, as the Joshua's, as the Esther's. And we have to be the voice of reason and hope for people to be saved in Jesus' Name. Amen. I don't think anybody is afraid any longer. And if you still are, come so I can deliver you. Nothing to be afraid of. Nothing to be divided about. So, I want to say this for you individually, but for the Church of Jesus Christ, not South Africa. The church of Jesus on planet earth, we need to pray for favour. That God will give the church favour with governments across the earth for one purpose. I, and I'll say this, we cannot be passive. I understand you've got your goals and your visions so we'll pray for that in the time of fasting and prayer. But I think we all have to grow up a little bit and realise what the bigger picture is and all hook into the bigger picture with tenacity. And all put ourselves a little bit to the side and get committed to the bigger plan of God with planet Earth, which is the redemption of mankind and social justice. Can I have an amen? I think one of the greatest things that I'm gonna drive for the next eight, nine years is, is a fight against poverty. I know we don't fight against things, but I'll tell you something. I'm going to fight poverty with absolutely everything that I have on every single forum because that's the first thing that Jesus announces, good news to the poor. And don't come and say that's the poor in spirit. No, that's to poor people. To help them. To get justice for them. To get change Listen, this is going to be of change. Don't want to say too much there. There's going to be a lot of changes in certain arenas, like politics. 
You better back the right horse. Because the one horse is bolted already. One thing God will not tolerate is for the people that He loved to be oppressed. God will not allow where prayer is made for people to stay oppressed. And those who oppress people become the enemy of God's agenda. And He will not tolerate them. One snort and they're gone. So we have a lot of politicians come to our church and I respect you and I honour you and I mean this. And people who watch our television program, etc. and I respect and honour you. But you know, it's almost too late for some of you to humble yourself. Oh, you can silence me, but you're not going to silence God and you're not going to silence the Spirit of God and you're not going to silence the agenda of God because you can silence me. God's going to raise somebody else up to say exactly what I'm saying. You're not going to silence what God is doing in South Africa. You are not because there are too many people that have prayed for this country and for the freedom of this country. Cannot just learn from our mistakes. We have to rectify them. We won't say too much. People say, don't use your, your platform to be political. Get behind me. I mean, the church lost a case in the high court that has given the government so much power, not our church, but the Muslims, faith communities that went to the high court to challenge these regulations and the court, I don't want to say too much about state capture and all the captures that have taken place in our country, decided that the minister has all power. The minister can decide anything. The minister can decide at any time. Open, close, no services. What's free about that? Where's my constitutional right in that? But the state of emergency will be held for one reason, control. And we have to pray against it. So let's go to Moses. And um, because it's a political setting as well, Moses that God calls, to deliver people from Israel, from the yoke of bondage, from, from, from Pharaoh's draconian leadership of slavery and oppression. And you know, you don't just get physical slavery, you get spiritual slavery as well, which is the greatest slavery. Financial slavery, emotional slavery. So a lot of these laws have caused a lot of slavery job losses. Now, you know, at my age, these things concern me. At your age, all you can think is about getting the next girlfriend. But if we do not fight this battle on your behalf, 
your next girlfriend won't matter. And the wife that you marry will have no future in South Africa as Christians. We have to settle certain things for the sake of freedom. So when we talk about freedom, it's not just freedom for you. It's freedom for the church. Oh, come on. Freedom for Christianity. Freedom to worship God in our schools. Freedom to worship God in our businesses. Freedom to raise our children in South Africa with Christian values and Christian morals. Freedom of interference from the judiciary system. Because which law stands higher? The law that says you may not discipline a child. Yes, you may not abuse a child, but the law of God says you have to discipline a child. So what law? Now there's a conflict between the law that is being passed and it's a conflict to the law of God, which means there's going to be conflict. Where the church at some stage will have to stand up, united, to say, we honour God and we bow before God and our, our struggle is for the liberation of people spiritually, but then also for people to be free from poverty, the yoke of slavery, that the church becomes the church, the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ. Otherwise, what is this all about? Huh? A little message a little motivational sermon. You feel good about yourself for three days. Well, Christianity is going backwards in South Africa and, and we're okay with it? Because we don't realise the struggle is much bigger and it's deceived or disguised with keeping you safe in your little huddle while things are being passed that will bring bondage the very thing God delivered us from, that this beautiful country will go back there. So, so, so we need to be stopped, we need to stop being issue driven and um, caught up in the latest slogan because it sounds popular and everybody goes on a rant about ABC. And the country is getting further in debt, in bondage, less freedom. And all Christians want to do is sit and soak and have a good time. Do we realise what is at stake? So when we talk about God is a miracle for me. Um, I know that God does miracles personally, etc. But I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about something totally different. For God doing a miracle for us as South Africa. For God delivering us. And for God fulfilling His promise with this country in Jesus' name. That there will be no poverty in this country. That there will be freedom in our country. That people will have jobs in South Africa. Oh, come on, give the Lord a praise. That every child, every born free child in South Africa will have a future. And will have a hope in Jesus' name that this country will be a blessing to the nations of the world. 
that our children will go to the nations of the world and bring the gospel of Jesus Christ and reform the nations of the world. Amen. That's God's agenda. Not just surviving as a family, but understanding what's happening in the world and being part of the solution to liberate a nation, a continent. Why not? I said, why not? If these wicked people can plot and scheme to enslave the whole world, if these wicked people can control the economy of every nation in the world and have every nation in the world indebted to them, why do we have to bow to them if we are not of this world? Why can we not rise above as the children of God? Why can we not become the influencers in our generation and rise up and have an understanding of the times that we find ourselves in and be difference makers? Be a young Joseph with a vision beyond yourself. Will you dream to be an influencer of a nation? Have you thought about that? Where you influence a generation. Where you build the biggest company, the biggest mining industry, so that you can employ thousands of people and give them shares in your mine. That's a worthy goal. I don't just want a, a vision to, to pay my bills. A vision just to, to, to survive. A vision to buy a new car. I think God has created us for something much bigger. God has called us, all of us, to be major influences in our world. Amen, and, and you can. Come on, if you believe that you tonight, lift your hands and say amen. Male or female, it matters not. So Israel, God has just delivered them from Egypt and they are, we know what happened as Pharaoh opposed 10 times. Ha <laughs> ha. I've had that many meetings. Let me say nothing more because I'm not on the number one on the favourite list with certain political leaders. Because while you are part of the herd, they like you. All the religious leaders that just blow smoke and think that's respectful. Thank God for Bishop Tutu that understood that if you want to change a nation, you cannot pacify a government. You have to speak truth to power. Say Amen. So, obviously there's resistance. In the last two years, we've had a lot of resistance. I don't say these are bad people, but they resisted. <laughs> when I read the story again in holiday and I see how Moses went to Pharaoh every time and then Pharaoh said, okay, I'm going to let the people go. It, I, I was thinking about us sitting with certain people in meetings. I said, okay, we're going to have the church open and then the regulations are read, boom. And then next, boom. And I almost had nine or 10 meetings as well. It sounds like this, okay? I was saying God's going to strike anybody's firstborn. But I'm saying you're not going to keep God's church in captivity. He's not going to allow it. He's going to talk to you and then He's going to talk to you again and then He's going to talk to you again and then He's going to talk to you again and then He's going to talk to you again and then He's going to talk to you again. And if you harden your heart, 
and you put your foot on the church of Jesus Christ, then God is not going to tolerate that. I don't care how big you are. I don't care how powerful you are. I don't care how many unions are behind you. God's not going to allow it because Jesus Christ Himself is in the head of His church and He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He will not allow any man, any power to control His church and His kingdom on planet earth. But when you read God sending Moses to Pharaoh, you see the patience of God with political leaders. Up to a point. Huh? I pray to God that our government doesn't reach a point again of lockdown. Amen. So, so even after Pharaoh agrees for them to go, it changes his mind. That's the world system. You understand that? He attacks. And, and sometimes people attack in the guise of being well-meaning. Forgive the English. But it's like, okay, we're actually doing it for your, for your sake. No, you're not doing it for my sake. Not doing it for my sake. I mean, if I want to climb on a jet ski, and I've done this a million times, and ride on the sea, through the waves, in the ocean, which I know is illegal, to the ships out there, it's my choice. If I drown, it was my choice. You don't take my choice away from me. Because God gave me freedom of choice to worship Him or not to worship Him. To choose life or death. No one may impose their will on anybody else's will. Well, thank you for the three amens. Because what? Have you just become part of the herd? Huh? I'm not even going to talk about certain things. Because these countries that have got health crises where people are so 100% persuaded. <laughs> yeah, fully persuaded. Persuaded again and again and again. Persuaded twice, thrice. <laughs> fully persuaded. keeps you alive? Who holds your, your life in the power of His hand? Who has your days numbered? Who determines your future? Who determines the day that you will breathe out your last breath? Who? Have we forgotten? So uh, uh, let me just stay here because certain things are dangerous territory for uh, some Christians. Let me put it like that. Because we have no understanding and we lose our reason capacity. Lose our ability to reason because we've lost our ability to discern. Because we just yay and amen to the wrong person. 
If we were as obedient to God as we were to certain regulations, the whole world would be saved. If we feared God, and the word fear, I mean reverential fear, 10% of much as people fear this other thing, the whole world would be saved. There'd be no sin left on planet Earth. Verse 13 in Exodus chapter 4, then I have to close because some of you are really struggling with holiday fatigue. I understand that. So Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. No matter what the devil throws at you in 2022, he has a word for you. Do not be afraid in Jesus' Name. Stand still, position yourself. And you will see the salvation of the Lord. Come on, you can say Amen in Jesus' Name. Which He will accomplish for you today, this season. Say it tonight and give the Lord a praise. This is my season of breakthrough. Come on, see or see. This is my season of breakthrough. God will accomplish it, not by might nor by power, but by the Holy Ghost in the Name of Jesus Christ. This is my season of breakthrough. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which He will accomplish for you today. You need to write it on your walls, some of you. For the Egyptians, the enemy, spirit of the world, the attack, whom you see today, you shall see again no more. Tomorrow, shout Amen in Jesus' Name or forever. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. The Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Why did they cry? Because they were afraid. They were passive. They were inactive because that's what fear does. Fear neutralizes your faith. Fear brings you to a place of passivity. Fear and I'm going to say it, drives you into the hurt. You need to read some things. Some very good information, good information out there that, that talks about certain things that have been planned, that the script has been written, that the things that were written in the 1980s by world leaders, no, rulers, are happening now. Nothing just happened. He says, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. So no matter what the opposition, we go forward, amen. I said, we go forward, amen. We get out of our homes and we go to church. We get on with business. We expand our businesses. We raise our children. We plan for the future. We do great and mighty exploits for God. We don't lose our faith. We don't lose our tenacity. We don't lose our vision. We don't become pacified by a hurt mentality. We remain focused on the promises of God. It says, lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I indeed will harden the hearts of the Egyptians. Listen, I don't want to preach about that. I will in the future. Because there's still some opposition coming. 
There's still some hardened hearts that are not happy. There are still certain things that the enemy will try to revive to damage the kingdom of God. Are you listening? It's not a prophet of doom, I'm telling you. And you'll see it. And they shall follow them, so I will gain honour. So this is how I will gain honour over Pharaoh, over, over all his army, his horses, and his chariots, his horsemen. Meaning, oh my word, certain things are going to collapse overnight. Certain things are going to come crashing down overnight. Overnight. Crashing down. The very instigators, the very plotters, the very schemers. Hear what I say. The Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I've gained honour for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. The angel of God, the pre-incarnate Christ in the Old Testament, who went before the camp of Israel, moved and went behind them, and the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. So it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. Thus it was a cloud of darkness to the one, confusion, and it gave light by night to the other, so that the one did not come near the other all night. Then Moses stretched out his hand, prayer over the sea of opposition, if I can say. And the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind, the Holy Ghost, all night. It's going to be a season where God is going to move with signs and wonders. There's going to be a season where God is going to shake things up. There's going to be a season where God is going to be like a whirlwind. Listen to me. Where God is going to come and He's going to shake things up, turn things up, shake things out in your personal life, but also in our country, in our churches, in our world. There's going to come a move of God. Not a gentle breeze. It's not going to move in a gentle breeze. It's going to be a very powerful move. Very, very, very powerful. Very, very strong. I've seen it in the Spirit. Very. People are going to be afraid. People are going to cry out in the services for God. They're going to repent where they sit. Because they're going to see God in power. Not a God reduced by a weak church. But a God that will be God. And I'll tell you something, my brother, when God shows up, you're not going to sit like that and you're not going to be full of yourself and you're not going to sit there with your opinion. You are going to hit the deck and if there's sin in your life, you are going to cry out to God for mercy and you are going to repent and you are going to turn back to God and you are going to get on fire for God when God shows up in a certain way. Are you listening to me? And you better prepare yourself because God is going to manifest Himself in a very, very spectacular way. And um, that wind is going to remove a lot of things. In your personal life, the hay, the chaff and the stubble. But in a greater context, it's going to be a wind that's going to clean our nation. I don't want to say from what, but it's going to be a wind that's going to clean our nation. And um, as God is a merciful God, He always 
pre-warns. I believe he'll talk to those people high in high authority, positions of power, and he'll give them an opportunity to repent and get right with God. But he will not. Certain things I can't say. But he will not allow the Antichrist and those who are anti-Christianity to get into power in South Africa. It is not going to happen. You better clap a little bit louder than that because I'm telling you that's... So we need to pray for our president. We need to pray for our leaders. Because when God sifts a nation, He sifts from the top. And if you study the Bible, then God is the God of the poor. That at the top of God's priority list are the poor. Oh, the, uh, many Christians don't care about the poor. For God, the poor is everything. And a people that do not serve the poor and alleviate the suffering of the poor, God will not tolerate them. He'll give them a moment, but He will not tolerate them. Christians, churches, politicians. That's why this morning, maybe not a New Year's message, this self-absorbed materialistic Christianity is nowhere in the Bible. I'm not talking about God blessing you and you're living in a great house, driving a nice car, etc., etc. Because really it's not about how much money you have, it's how much your money has you. It's the love of money that is the root of all kinds of evil. It's not your money, it's not your car, it's not your house. It's the purpose of your life that matters to God. So when we pray for a move of God, it is a move that is going to shake this whole country. And a lot of our people aren't ready for it. Um, we talk about wealth transfer. We talk about economic um, changes. We talk about land changes. We're not talking about the government that has the right just to come and take your home. It's not what we're talking about. We're talking about justice. And if you, if you have to take a questionnaire in the church and ask Christians what they understand concerning social justice, I think we're going to get a million answers. Hello? So how ready are we for God to move in power? Because when God moves in power, what follows that is an extreme wave of reformation for the sake of the poor. Not for my sake, for the sake of the poor, do we get that? Do we? I don't know. Are we ready for that? Not if I listen to the average sermon on television that just tells you how great you are, how great you are, how great you are, especially what comes out of America, how great you are, how great you are, how great you are, how great you are. It's not what Jesus taught. He taught you responsibility.
He taught you to notice your neighbour. He taught you to sacrifice for others. I think if Jesus was alive and Paul was alive today, they would not be the number one speakers on the circuit. Because they would not get all the amens. Matter of fact, Jesus taught and the Bible says people were, were weeping. People were gnashing on their teeth. Infuriated. Because He didn't pacify them. He challenged them to open their eyes. To see those still gripped by the yoke of oppression under the Roman rule. 27 years later, 28 years later, half our country sits in poverty. So uh, maybe when I was 30 years old, I had a different mindset. But where I am right now, I think about life totally different and I see things different. I see the world different. I see Christianity totally different. That it's not the self-absorbed, all-consuming me, myself, I, my dream, my vision, all this rubbish that is not even scriptural. That everything is about a higher purpose and that you prosper because of God's higher purpose. That your life is about God's higher purpose. That Christianity is so intertwined with God and your fellow brother. That there's no Christianity in isolation. That's why judgment is so inexcusable. Because you judge your brother, you condemn yourself. Because when your brother hurts, you hurt. When your brother is hungry, you should feel hungry. When your brother is naked, you should feel the pain of nakedness. So when we talk about miracles, I don't want to reduce it just to saying I'm going to pray for the the knee. And we are going to. But we need to exercise our faith on a much higher level. And that is to see the liberation of our country, of our people. Can I have an amen tonight? Come on, I'm going to close in Jesus' Name. Amen. I pray that God opens our eyes and I pray that we see God for who He is. And I pray that the compassion Jesus has for the world begins to grip you. That you will have an understanding of who Christ is and what Jesus came to do way beyond you and Jesus alone. It's where we start. But it was never the call to Abram, to Peter, to anybody in the Bible. Follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. Paul, I will show you how great things you will suffer for the gospel's sake. Blessed to be a blessing. Everything about God's conversation with man is not just to man, it's to man to become part of God's plan of deliverance for the world that is still in pain. There are people hurting 
part of addressing the needs of those people is you cannot conform to this world and you cannot conform to a herd mentality. I understand herd immunity. I don't like the language. I understand it's a medical term, but I don't like the herd thing because a herd is just you lose your individuality. We say left, you go left. God doesn't even do it. God doesn't even do it. If I was a young person and they said I may not pray at school, I'm the one that's going to pray. I'm the one that's going to pray in break. I'm the one that's going to have the prayer on the sport field. I'm the one that's going to be the righteous rebel. I'm the one that will not fit in with what this world says in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm the one that's going to stand for God. Come on like a Shadrach, a Meshach and a Pednego, like a Daniel. I'm the one that's going to be the non-conformer for the glory of God. Oh, come on. Am I talking to somebody tonight? You are going to be radical for God this year. Unashamed. You're going to make a difference for God where you are. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, bless your people. Bless your church. Help us to be part of the solution. Help us, Father, we pray. To discern the hour, the time. Enlarge our understanding, I pray. Enlarge our Christian thinking. Give us a, a worldview, the way you see the world. Help us to get out of this bubble mentality. To no longer just think about ourselves. But to be touched by your heart. To get your mind for the hour that we find ourselves in. So that we can believe you to be a true redeemer and a deliverer for our people in South Africa and other countries around the world that are watching. But Father, in South Africa, where you've positioned us firstly, that we will unite as a church, all denominations, and that you will gather your leaders to be a voice that this country the promises you've made concerning this country may come to pass. That every plan, every plot, every scheme of the devil will be brought to nothing. That your name will be glorified. Pray for our government. We pray for our leaders. Father, you've predestined men and women to lead this country. And I thank you no plot, no plan, no scheme, no agenda of, this, of the enemy will prevail. I pray that the plans of the enemy will come to naught. It's the plans of Pharaoh came to naught. And that you will position the righteous, even those in government, that you will visit them, give them wisdom, give them understanding, plans for economic transformation, plans to alleviate poverty. Help us to see the need. Help us to be the hands of Jesus. Who not only preached the gospel, but He fed the poor and He clothed the naked and He gave people purpose. May we be a people of purpose.
for your glory in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Just lift your hands to Him. If you want to dedicate yourself to Him, dedicate yourself to His bigger plan, dedicate Himself to a higher level of understanding and discernment. I mean it. Ask Him to show you things from a different perspective. To see the nation, to see the people, to see the state. And to know that God has predestined you for this hour, no matter your age, to be part of the solution. And for those of you that have had many winters behind you, if I can put it that way, may God prolong your days. May God prolong your years. May all the experiences you've been through become part of the healing balm of Jesus Christ for a generation who is grappling around for answers. May God give you the grace and the strength to tell your story to bring healing to the people of our land. That's the greatest miracle. A miracle of healing, a miracle of deliverance, a miracle of unity, a miracle of economic freedom for the people of South Africa. In Jesus' Name, we pray this. Length of days, long life. May God renew your strength. May God refresh you. May God revive you. May God lift you up. May you even be a voice to some of your comrades that have lost the way. Bring them back to the way. Those who passionately served a cause of righteousness, may your voice bring them back to the path of life. In the name of Jesus Christ. To God be all the glory. Amen, amen, and amen. Come on, give Him a praise. Oh, come on, give Him a praise. Give Him 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 praise. Hallelujah. 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 I want to say this. I know I've taken a long time. I haven't preached. So I have a lot to say. But I want to say this. You know, this individual uh, thing. No matter how high you go, if everybody else is not going higher, you will only go high for so long. So I can't preach this thing. Go up there, go up there, go up there, and you leave everybody else behind because you're not going to stay up there. As you go, others should go. It's a young person as well. You go, you draw others. And the first place is to bring them to Christ, but then a life of purpose. Purpose. Lift, 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 lift. Because um, this um, social um, inequality in South Africa is going to become a problem. So you can stand here and say, I've got a vision, I've got a dream, I'm going to do this, this, this. Yeah, if you've already got your New Zealand citizenship, 
you're one of those that are going to bail. I'm not bailing. So I realize if we want to get anywhere in this country, we have to get everybody to be on the journey of going somewhere in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, say amen. Come on. You know, I can feel God talking to many people tonight in this church, in churches all over our country, whether you're a young person, older person, I don't care. One thing I do know is that God is after you and He's after your heart. And tonight I believe that God is talking to many of you in this place. In Bloemfontein, in Johannesburg, Cape Town, Poch of Strum, wherever you are tonight, that song says we need to resurrender. And I'll tell you that many people need to resurrender. Resurrender everything to Jesus Christ because I'll say it again, God cannot take you beyond your place of surrender. He never brought rules and regulations. He never brought a rule book. He brought life, liberty, freedom. And the Bible says it was for freedom that Christ has set us free. How many people in the church are entangled again with a yoke of bondage, not living in freedom? These are the things God spoke to me about that we're going to address in the first term of this year. Get God's people free. Spirit, soul and body. Walk in freedom in every area of your life because that's what God has for you. So tonight in this place, I want every head bowed, every eye closed, no one moving, okay? This is the way we do it tonight. Whether it's your first time here tonight, watching on Faith TV, Praise TV, Facebook Live, right there, God is talking to you. And you say, Pastor, I need to re-surrender. Or Pastor, I need to surrender. I've grown cold. I've grown lukewarm. Tonight, at the start of this year, I wanna put everything in the hands of Jesus Christ. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. Maybe tonight if you died, you don't know where you would spend eternity. Maybe like the prodigal son, you've left your father's house and tonight you are yeah, because you are trying to find your way back to God. You know, people around you can think you're okay, but God doesn't look at the outward appearance. And I promise you, if you will put your life in the hands of Jesus Christ and God takes ownership of your life, then God is going to lead you and every yoke of bondage will fall off of you. I'll say it again. Freedom is not optional. Victory is God's promise to you. A life of liberty, a life of joy, peace and righteousness is why Jesus Christ came. Tonight, tonight you're standing in this place, there in Bloemfontein, in Johannesburg, in all the other churches, in Durban, wherever you are tonight, God is there, Chabarone, Vintuk. You say, I feel the stirring of God tonight. I need to get right with God. I need to get right with God. Listen, I don't care what your boyfriend thinks or your husband thinks or anybody else thinks, it matters not. What matters is that you connect with God's grace and that you surrender to the grace of Jesus Christ because you cannot fix yourself. It's one thing you cannot do. You have to surrender your life to Jesus. And some of you did. Some of you were lived in a place of total surrender. And it's become so entangled again that you're not experiencing God's freedom. And I believe tonight, by the power of the Holy Ghost, 
God is gonna break every shackle. God's gonna remove every burden and God is gonna set you free. God's gonna break addictions off of your life. God is gonna set you free. Do you believe it tonight in Jesus' Name? Come on, come on. It's gonna set you free to live as that person that God called you to be. So while every head is bowed, every eye closed, you say, Pastor, that's me tonight. In all our churches, that's me tonight. I need a restart. I need a, a, a new beginning. I need a fresh start with God. I need to resurrender. If that is the cry of your heart tonight, quickly lift your hand high all over this place. Raise it up, raise it up, raise it up quickly. Raise it, raise it, raise it, raise it, raise it. Raise it. Not time to be dignified now, time to be hungry. Many hands everywhere. One more time before I pray, because Jesus is not on an auction and He begs nobody. You've not yet raised your hand. There's a stirring. It's like a fire burning in your heart. It's like your heart pounding in your chest. That is the Holy Ghost. God's gonna change your desire tonight. God's gonna change you. God's gonna remove your burden tonight. And I promise you're not gonna be the same again. It's an honour to pray with all of you, beautiful young people, which, all, which you all are. Amen. And wherever you are, yeah, that's okay. God loves you. You know, you stand. There's no guilt, no shame, no condemnation. It really doesn't matter what you did yesterday, the day before. It really doesn't matter. I'll tell you one thing. We all need God. We need God's grace every day. And we're all a work in progress. All of us. There's no perfection. And the church is not a place for perfect people. The church is a place where we live dependent on God's grace day by day. We never arrive. We never reach the place of completion. That's why this will be a pursuit until we breathe out our last breath. And when we lose ourselves, we have to get back. I don't care, you know, when somebody falls, nobody has a meeting to talk about why the child falls. Everybody talks about how to get the child back on its feet, except in the church. When somebody falls, everybody talks about why they fell, how they fell. It matters not. A good man may fall and rise again seven times. The issue is that you rise up tonight with dignity. The issue is tonight that you receive the grace of God, the love of God, and that you forgive yourself and you forgive those who sinned against you. And you receive God's forgiveness and you run into 2022 free. It's gonna be a big theme in this first quarter. Freedom, I'm passionate. According to Luke 4, 18 and 19, to see every yoke destroyed, every burden removed, every captive set free, every addiction eradicated, annihilated. The things that have become the norm to be destroyed by the power of the Holy Ghost so that God's people can live in freedom, in victory. Because that's why Christ came. So just put your hand on your heart. The many at this altar, they're illuminating all the churches. And I suggest everybody pray this prayer and I mean everybody because God can touch you even in your seat he cares about you you know one thing about God God knows why you are where you are people don't know the story God does God knows the why people don't so that's why he never stands as your judge he stands as your savior he understands the hurt 
He's the greatest psychologist that ever lived, man. He created you. He knows how you're wired together. He doesn't address the symptom. He addresses the root, the core, the rejection, the hurt, the pain that has put you on this journey of self-destruction. So tonight is Yah, the healer of broken hearts. He's Yah. And I want you to pray this prayer tonight with all your heart believing, because you're standing, I'm just the midwife. He's the deliverer. I want you to pray this prayer right now. Say, Lord Jesus, Tonight, I resurrender my life to You. I know I cannot live without You. Cannot live without Your grace. Be merciful unto me tonight and forgive my sin. I open my heart and I invite You again, Jesus Christ, to take Your rightful place as my Lord and Saviour. Thank You tonight that You love me that you believe in me, that you care about me. Thank you tonight that you hear my prayer as my Lord and Saviour. Help me, God. Set me free. Deliver me. Forgive me. I know that I stand before a throne of grace and mercy. And right now, I receive your mercy. I receive your grace. I receive your forgiveness and I forgive myself and I forgive all those who sinned against me right now. Thank you for freedom in my spirit, soul and body. In Jesus' Name, I'm your child. Hallelujah. Amen and amen and amen. Now come on, give Him a praise. Give Him a praise. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.